Good morning to everybody in Live a Life by Design land. Hey, I've got to tell you, this is another beautiful Monday. You know, spring is here. I'm getting ready to hunt Easter eggs. And I got to be honest with you, folks. I always, always find the lucky egg. You know, it's just me. Has nothing to do with me hiding that particular egg. I find it every year. <laughs> and I like to put stuff in the lucky egg. Now, I don't know about you people, but this keeps me motivated. And by the way, I think that's what we're going to talk about with my friend Lori Few in a few minutes. But I always put something in the lucky egg to really entice the young people that are looking for these eggs. So I, I'll slip a $20 bill or a $10 bill or a $5 bill or even lunch with Jimmy, your choice of how many nuggets we order. I mean, I'm talking about really giving a good prize here, but before I mention any more about prizes, let me mention to you one of my favorite prizes on a Monday morning. I'm telling you this person, she motivates me. She just energizes me. And it's all because of who she is simply the best, the most host, if you will. Lori Few. Good morning, Lori Few. Good morning. What an introduction this morning. And yep. I have to say, I, I have to say, Jimmy, I, I don't know that I've ever found a lucky egg. Well, you've never been egg hunting uh, with me, obviously, because I would have pointed it out where to find it. That's kind of what I do to the older people. <laughs> now, I will tell you something I did. Lori, I did this. It wasn't very nice. Anybody listening to this podcast, do not do this unless you want to get in trouble. But here's what I did. At church, we're hiding eggs, and we always count the eggs. And this was back in the day when we used the real hard-boiled eggs, you know, the ones you had to color all night, and you get that stuff all over your hands, your clothes, the, your wife's best tablecloth, not that I know how that <laughs> happens. Uh, but she got a new tablecloth, so don't worry about it. It's okay now. But anyway, we hide these eggs, and I happen to always take one of these little salt shakers with me out while I'm hunting. And uh, I have to have maybe a little something to supplement you know, the body. This machine of muscle, if you will, Lori, <laughs> has to have constant energy. So I down a couple of those hard-boiled eggs out there, and they're still looking for them, right? And it was so fun. They're going, hey, there's two more left, two more left. These kids could hunt for eight hours, man, looking for these two eggs. Finally, I let them know by looking at the yolk and the blue stain from the egg that yeah. I ate on my lips, you know. Hey, you know, it might be the two I ate, but anyway. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. Like, I can't do the hard-boiled. The only way I like my eggs are Cadbury. I just can't. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, though, Cadbury eggs. There's not a prettier bunny in my world that lays eggs like that. I'm just telling you, yeah. he is the one. He's the one. <laughs> oh, so this morning we're going to talk about, Jimmy mentioned that I'm a good motivator, but honestly, there are times where I find myself needing some motivation. So this morning we're going to talk about how to find your motivation, how to keep your motivation and how to help others around you be motivated. Oh man, so, I'm already motivated from you saying that. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> well, we're going to get into it this morning. Most of us have been worn down by constant activity over the past couple of years. We pivoted to a digital world that started to be just as busy as the physical world during the pandemic. And now that we're seeing some of that subside, we're going back to the daily grind of being extremely overbooked and overcommitted. So life doesn't allow for one to simply coast. Nope. You know, we only have so many hours in a day. I like to think it's 28. Somewhere I make those four hours up. I don't know. Or if not hours, you have 1,440 minutes, but we're not getting that specific, but in case you're keeping track. But those are truly 
the minutes, the hours, the moments that you have to protect your emotional well-being in order to have success. And we've talked about that before. But today we're going to share some of our favorite strategies and ideas to help you regain your motivation to create greater value for the world and increase your self-esteem and your net worth each and every day. So, Jimmy, what is one of your favorite strategies? Strategies, See? But you mean one of my favorite strategies besides just listening to you after you've had that giant venti size cup of coffee with the double shot? This uh, lady, this lady gave the Energizer Bunny a run for his money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, one of my favorite strategies, you're going to laugh. So, hey, people ask me, they go, Jimmy, what is it you take, man? You're always like in fast mode. You're always up and moving and you're smiling. And I got to be honest with you, Lori, and I'm honest with everybody on this podcast. I always like to be out front with everything that this is neither drug nor caffeine induced, Lori. This is just a 100% pure Jimmy Williams. Okay. And well, and I have to say though, I do have to say, I've had people ask me, is that real? Is he really like that all the time? And I said, I always have to say, yes, that's just Jimmy. And I, it, it, it's contagious. Just call my wife, folks, and she'll say, oh, man, it is. It's just him. Anyway, at 5 in the morning, he wakes me up. I got her up this morning a little bit before 5. It was so cool. I just knew she, I just don't know. We've been married 34 and a half years. It's just something about my heart tugging toward her heart. I said, you know, she really wants a, a kiss this morning to get things going, I'm sure. And so I unwrapped her like she's in a burrito wrap because I keep the house kind of cool. You know, she's wrapped up like I find her little face and her cheeks there and I give her a kiss. She goes, what time is it? And I said, it's a beautiful, sunny 5 a.m. And she says, honey, the sun's not up at 5 a.m. And I said, because I'm an eternal optimist, it's up somewhere. Anyway, That's folks, right. My idea of how to regain my momentum is real simple. I go back and read biographies or, or listen to podcasts from influential and successful people. Right now, I am reading a very lengthy biography of President Ronald Reagan. So I'm a young guy, Lori. I'm just 57, so very young. And I remember the first president I could vote for in my lifetime was President Reagan's second term. And I thought that was so cool to go in there. Now, back then, we did have these electronic machines. I had to take this little magic marker and make an X or fill in a square. And that was just so awesome. So I'm reading all about what he did in his life and how much success he gained, but how much pain he also endured. Now, he could have said, hey, you know, I ran for governor in California. I got beat. Uh, I wanted to be the nomination for the United States presidency in the 60s. Got beat. Uh, he could have done all of these things and said, you know what? I got beat. I'm one and done. I'm out of here. I'll just keep acting. I'm making plenty of money, blah, blah, blah. But he had a heart and a mind for service. Now, folks, if you want to gain motivation, the one thing you have to do is get yourself out of the way and put those in greater need in your crosshairs. Now that sounds totally backwards, but it works wonderfully for me. So I read these stories and the brain takes these powerful stories of all of these men and women that have accomplished so much. And that puts it into your mind now. And it starts those endorphins. You're going, well, Hey, if they could do it, I can do this. And in some way, each of us can make dramatic changes in our local communities where we are. It doesn't have to be an international stage. Start where you are. You know, I tell people, work with the tools you've been given. Now, not all of us are eloquent speakers like my co-host. 
not all of us are beautiful people on the exterior and interior like my co-host, but work <laughs> with what you have. And so I won't tell you, she's also like Miss Southeast Oklahoma at one time. I mean, come on, folks. She's been a oh. competition winner from way back. Anyway, I, I won't say anything, but I think the bathing suit year that the, she did it was that kind you saw where it goes all the way to the knees and they were blue striped. I don't remember those. But anyway. <laughs> Listen, we will not talk about those days. We will not talk about those days. But interestingly enough, Jimmy, that, this topic really hits home for me. And, and when you talk about ways to find yourself to, to re, regain your motivation, you know, I work with a lot of young people and I hear so many adults say, oh, I'm so worried about the future of our society. You know, these young people, they're so lazy. They're so entitled. But I think that if you're really opening your eyes and listening to what's going on, there are far more positive, motivated young people that are trying to get adults to listen to them and to get around the table and have conversations. And so I find great motivation in working with young people they're smart. They're outside the box thinkers. They bring great ideas to the table. And I always tell an adult when I come across somebody who's being negative about young people, I always say, but have you had a conversation with them? And you can't necessarily judge an entire group based on one interaction that you've had with someone. So working with young people is so motivating. And I know it sounds cliche and I've learned so much. Um, I didn't think I was that old either, but I mean, 41 is old and they're teaching me vernacular and grammar and how to be much more cool than I am. Uh, so <laughs> hey, 41 is a new 29, baby. No, I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> hey, you know, 60, you're right. So our entire company uh, is built on um, experiences, background that, that I kind of brought to the table. But let me tell you what's really helped in our growth and had really been an integral part of our future and plan a way we work as a company to meet our clients needs and goals is I've hired a bunch of Gen Z and millennials and they are so creative. So out of the box and they come up with things and I'm going, wow, how'd you come up with that? And they go, well, just kind of, you know, this or that and how it came to them. And they do have that sense of accomplishment that many of us need. That's what motivates me though. I go to these team meetings and I'll have the agenda set. And they'll come up with something on a tangent on an agenda. I'm all go, wow, how did you come up with that? And we'll sit down and start talking and, and ferret that out a little bit more. And some of the most brilliant ideas of services we provide have been delivery mode as well during the pandemic as other things. They've come from these team members that are just killing it. And what keeps them motivated, I ask? Well, let me tell you what keeps them motivated. Same thing that keeps you and I motivated challenges in our career keep our mind motivated our spirit motivated and then also give them opportunities to lead now folks i hear you I'm, I'm one of those guys i'm right after the boomers right that's us and what happens is is we think there's one way to do things because we've been doing this for 34 years and i got news for you there's always more than one way to quote skin the cat and they come up with some really creative ideas Lori, that say Hey, if you'll let me lead, I am motivated. I'm engineered for greatness. I am endowed with success. Let me show you what I've got. It may be different than what we like to see or what we used to see or want to see, but the end results are really much better. Oh, absolutely. And it brings such a sense of positivity. And that goes hand in hand with being motivated. But one of the things that I find for myself, and I've really had to give myself some grace, you know, we talk about a lot during COVID about how we just kind of let things go and 
we kind of, we didn't know what to prepare or how to prepare or how to feel or where things were headed. But one of the things that I've learned for myself, just not even personally, but professionally, is that I have to have a setback plan. And I know that that sounds ridiculous. And that's not something that, you know, we, we want to talk a whole lot about. But you have to be willing to say, okay, great. I'm in a rut. I'm unmotivated. I'm unwilling. I'm un just everything. I don't, I don't feel like doing anything. I get, get your mindset down in a funk and you have to say to yourself, okay, what's the setback plan? Look at that. Go back to your goals, figure out what it is that you're trying to accomplish and give yourself a break. Give yourself a mental moment, a, a sense of clarity. Talk to other people about what you're going through and how you're unmotivated and find out what works for them. Have conversations with other people and you know, I always keep that setback plan in the back of my mind or in the back of my journal. Yes, it's Jimmy's fault that I'm journaling. <laughs> I never thought I would be a journaler because I, I'm a very, I'm a type person. I like to type. I like to do everything on computer. But I have found that during COVID, I, I picked up Jimmy's um, journaling and it's motivating. I mean, it's one of those things that I never dreamed that I would actually enjoy uh, but even during COVID, I've started to kind of, you know, go back and look at some things that I wrote two years ago and think, wow, what an unhappy, unmotivated place I was in. And and now I've, I'm I'm better I, I'm moving forward. We're we're thinking forward. We're moving forward. We're talking to ourselves in a positive way. And that helps keep you motivated as well. You're going to laugh. So there's a book in my library. I've got many great uh, biographies, autobiographies. I've got all kinds of books on motivation and those things and how still I, I call it basically philosophical books as well, but I will tell you the greatest book in my library and I'm not exaggerating are my own journals. And let me tell you what motivates me in that. It's not so much the recording of what we did for that day or what's on my mind for that day or how I think the world's treated me wrong that day, whatever comes out, comes out. It's just there. But the weekly review that I perform every week goes, aha, two or three things come out. I'll go back to those pages and I'll maybe highlight them or I'll circle it and I'll make a note, the margin. Those things motivate me to say, you know, I was in a pretty dark place during the, the COVID thing. And I, and this podcast bored out. I had some difficulties there because I'm so optimistic, but I, I'm also gregarious. I like to be around people. And what's the one thing the pandemic did pushed us all back to our own little domains. Right. And so mm -hmm. to me, looking at that weekly review of that journal is so inspiring. And that sounds a little bit like I'm bragging on myself. I'm not what it does for me. It locks into my brain. Hey, look what we accomplished. Let's see what we can do next week. So I set those big, hairy, audacious goals, set it up a little higher. And you know what, if I don't kill it, guess what? I'm still further along than I was. Right. That's it. I mean, that's it. And I, I, when I first started, I only wrote a couple of sentences and now I, I write paragraphs and pages and, and I go back and I look and I read and I think some of the things that I was struggling with, how to be a better communicator. I was so frustrated in my personal life and my professional life. I just felt like people weren't hearing what I had to say. And so journaling about that and writing about that and really kind of working through some of that to figure out, okay, well, maybe it's me, maybe I'm doing something wrong. And then learning that, yes, part of it was me, but part of it was also the people that were receiving the communication on the other end. You know, it's amazing too. Some people look at uh, 266 pages in a Moleskine journal and they look at that and they're all blank pages. Sometimes I like the ruled lines. Some, sometimes I'll wear them out and I'll go get one of just blank pages, no lines at all. And, and they'll look at that and they'll just be so intimidated by it. And to me, I look at it and I get that Mont Blanc pen and I just start writing and I just don't laugh. I just 
pour it all out. Just get it off my mind. And why I do that folks is because I can't get motivated. If I'm stuck in that wheel, like the hamster, you know, and your brain's going over and over, what'd you do that for? Why did that happen? How did that go? Well, get that stuff off your mind, put it on the paper, move on. And that's how you gain that motivation back in my opinion. So another method of regaining motivation is simply to prepare for the process. Now, Lori, I understand you're an avid speed walker. Now I've not seen you run a 5k, but I have seen you speed walking <laughs> and don't laugh folks. She can do it while carrying an open lid cup of coffee and not spill it. I mean, this lady's movement is like a gazelle smooth on the trail. I'm uh, committed. I listen, I'm committed, but my theory about running is, have you ever seen, it's like, Watching a turtle run through peanut butter. <laughs> I believe that was my line. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is me when I try to run. So there's no running. It's not pretty, uh, but it is a very brisk walk. If you could only imagine a, a baboon running through the woods on all fours, <laughs> uh, kind of haired over, hair sticking up, that's Jimmy at the end of a 5K. You know, they take pictures of me and they don't even know who the person is except for the bib number, right? They have to go, is this guy signed up? <laughs> I mean, it looks rough folks. It looks rough, but you know, to me, Lori, how do I get motivated is, is I prepare to get motivated. So a lot of people get so disappointed. They wake up and they go, well, I'm just not motivated today because it's raining uh, or I'm not motivated today because something didn't happen. My alarm didn't go off you know, whatever I do this. If I'm going to exercise tomorrow, tonight, I get prepared. How do I do that? Set the bag out. I put the shoes in the socks, the shorts, the shirt, the towel because I, I i tend to sweat but that's another episode uh, but anyway i you know i'm not one of these guys go work out and there's not even a puddle underneath them give me a break come on you guys aren't sweating then uh, but my point is i get prepared for it if i'm going to do a project now don't laugh if i've got a big hairy audacious goal i said all the components i need for it don't laugh folks the day before that night before i go to bed i set everything out or if i leave the office before i leave i set that project in the middle of my desk square one first thing i see soon as I get there in the morning. And that to me, Lori, is setting yourself up for success. You can't build a house without a foundation. What's the foundation? The preparation. That's absolutely true. People make fun of me all the time because I, I checklist everything for the day before. You know, I'm, I, I check my calendar. I check for my meetings. I check all the things that I'm going to need. I put it all in a bag or I, you know, I also do that with snacks. I, if I know I'm going to be busy and I know I'm going to have a stressful day, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to make this snack and I'm going to make this snack. And then I might eat all the snacks by 10 a.m., but I prepared the night before. So, so I love I, it. So she prepares these snacks, folks. Her husband comes in late <laughs> and her son and they're in there snacking away. She's lying down in bed, empowering that body to take on the next day. She wakes up the <laughs> next day. The snacks are gone. And she's like, no. Anyway, <laughs> True uh, story. That's happened before. It was not for they. Hey, prepare all you want. You leave snacks out. It's your own fault. That's what I would say. But anyway. <laughs> well, true story, true story. But, and I think that once you get your mindset going in that preparation mode, it makes for a less stressful day to keep your motivation at a higher level because so what if the alarm doesn't go off? I'm prepared. So what if it's raining? I'm prepared. I mean, and you keep yourself going in a forward motion like that so that it's, it's all positive movement. It's all positive moving forward. That just because you have one little thing, that doesn't trigger the domino effect to have a completely bad day. There's value in, there's value in the struggle. I mean, we've talked about that before, and you can't let that struggle deter your motivation. Oh, well said. Let me tell you a quick story. So I'm, my parents are in their 80s. Mom will be 86. Dad will be 83 soon. 
and uh, they love to eat ice cream. Now, it doesn't matter mm. if it's winter. It doesn't matter if it's summer. They want ice cream. We're going to have ice cream. So I'm in their area near where they live on some business. And I go and I call. I say, hey, Dad, uh, I'm going to be in the area about X time this afternoon if you've got some time. He said, let's meet at Brahms. I mean, that's the first thing I was about. Let's meet at Brahms. Okay. So Brahms, for you folks, International is the best ice cream store in the area. I mean, that's just all I can tell you. And so, so, good. so we go there and I buy them whatever they want. Dad wanted an ice cream. Mom wanted ice cream. And here we go. And dad wanted a large a glass of water. Now, dad doesn't like lids and straws. I don't know why he just said okay, he doesn't like lids and straws. He doesn't like ice, Lori. Now, mm. he would fit in great in France and Europe. Like England, they don't give you any ice. You order ice, you get one cube. I mean, it's, in, it's ridiculous. But anyway. My point is, is he sets his glass down there and I'm sitting across from him at this table and it's been raining all day long around here. Folks, it's like ducks even run for cover. I mean, it's ridiculous. So I'm sitting there and I have missed this rain all day, Lori. I have been dry as toast <laughs> and my dad <laughs> picks up his cup and drops it. And it just goes all over me right down oh. in my left shoe where my sock is. <laughs> And I jump up and he says, oh my goodness. And I say, hey, don't worry about it. It's raining outside. It was bound to happen at some point, dad. Don't worry about it. So I get up and I get a napkin and some several actually and clean this thing up. And my dad's sitting there going, hmm, you know, maybe I do need to get a, lo- a straw and a lid from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> there is a time and a place for everything. You know, it motivated me. This is my whole point of the story to get up out of the chair because I'm now so to the bone. Yeah. <laughs> and just a left sock? Yeah, just the left sock is amazing. It ran right down the left leg and went right down in the shoe. I mean, I couldn't stop it. Gravity, folks, is a powerful thing. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Gravity. You didn't know you were going to get a mini science lesson this morning. That's exactly right. Well, this morning, as we've talked about these simple strategies on how to regain your motivation and finish the next quarter with great accomplishment, we've talked about Jimmy's favorite thing to do, reading his biographies to be inspired. And then we've talked about how to prepare for the process. And of course, my fallback plan or setback plan or whatever you want to call it, grace period plan, but to be cognizant and to be kind to yourself. Those are the things that we want you to take away from this episode this morning. And the fact that Jimmy likes Brahms ice cream. Can't forget that. I've got to be honest with you folks. I've been kind of some inflammations developed around my mid-level area where my belt is. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor tells me it's curable. Don't worry about it. Just stay away from Brahms ice cream. No. Oh, well, hey, you, you know, better take doctor's advice. Folks, all we want you to do to get that motivation back is I call it restart from the heart. Anybody can sit here and say they want to do something, but till your heart's in it, your mind won't engage. So start from the heart. And get back out in it, right? The world's got a game today to play, and you're the star player, folks. This is time to be motivated. Go back. This is a new quarter. We want you to go hit the ball out of the park, whatever you want to do, whatever sport analogy you want to use. But this is your week to live large. So here's the challenge for this week. The challenge is to implement one of the strategies we talked about this morning to help you regain your motivation to set new records and goals in your life. Go ahead. Live a life. Live a life. By design. By design. <laughs> Thank you, Lori. We'll see you next week here, folks, at Live a Life by Design. And until then, go make a difference in someone else's life. It may just be you that gets the benefit. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. 
If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley. Thank you.